The views and opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily reflect that of the staff and management of Good Karma Brands, but are the sole responsibility of the hosts and guests of this particular show. America may have many, many days, but they will be full of trouble. There will be no rest. There will be no tranquility in this country. Until a nation comes to terms with our problems. Bringing you social and political commentary from his mouth to your ears. Breaking down the issues which matter to you. You are not put here to be a white man's footstool. You are put here to represent the very best in God's world. Legendary civil rights icon, the Reverend Jesse Jackson in the studio. Reverend Jackson, how are you? Mr. Reverend, good morning on this chilly Milwaukee morning. And I am pleased to have one of the founding members of the Black Panther Party, Chairman Bobby Seale. Mr. Chairman, how are you this morning? Good morning. I'm doing just fine. Thank you. From Mr. Eric Holder. Mr. Holder, so good to see you. How are you? Well, I'm fine, man. How you been? It's been a long time. Haven't seen you for a while. The Dr. Cornell West. Dr. West, how are you, sir? My dear brother, you're so kind. You're so generous. So, man, but I salute you and the work that you were doing there. Doing a magnificent job there, Wisconsin. Stream live on 1017thetruth.com. Call in with your questions or comments. 833-212-1017. Join us on social media at 1017thetruth. It may not be what you expect to hear, but I will definitely give you what you need to know. Are you ready for the truth? I want the truth you can't handle the truth now live from the american family insurance studio at the avenue in the heart of downtown milwaukee here is sherwin hughes good morning welcome to the program today is monday february 19th 2024 a frequent topic of discussion whether it be on this program or those similar is reckless driving over the last, oh, probably four or five years. It's really become a significant issue, a social problem, if you will, in the city of Milwaukee. And so we've looked at a bunch of different solutions. There is now driver's ed available. I think it's still limited. But in the Milwaukee public schools, there's driver's education that's available. That's going to help. So future generations of drivers will likely be inhabiting the road with people who did have some kind of formal driver's education for probably 20 years. It was removed from the Milwaukee public school curriculum as an available elective because there was so much of a focus on testing and schools had to really streamline their pedagogy and their curriculum because the focus was on testing. You have to test these kids to death. And so all the other extracurricular type of activities, even though I would consider driving a life skill, some of those life skill classes had to be removed because the focus had to be on reading, writing, and arithmetic. So, okay, we're going to put driver's ed back. We've also re-engineered the streets in the city of Milwaukee. You guys have seen the bump outs and the changing of the lanes of traffic and what used to be two lanes is now one lane. And there's a weird thing over by UWM where you have to drive into oncoming traffic. Very unusual. But they are saying that, oh, these things are helping. So education, more driver's ed, that's good. Engineering, changing the flow of traffic. And we've expanded a lot of bike lanes that I'm a little bit perplexed about. You guys know I have a bit of a conspiracy theory on the bike lanes. 
there's bike lanes in my neighborhood. Not on my street, but within a half a block of my street, there's a there's a bike lane. I have a bike. Did I ever tell you guys I bought a bike during the pandemic to get some exercise? Because I, I rode my bike. I rode my bike quite a bit. I had a I had a route. I take my same route every day to ride my bike. Because, oh, there's bike lanes. Let me use the bike lane. I never used the bike lane. Apparently, you're not supposed to ride your bike on the sidewalks. You guys know that? You're not supposed to do that? Well, I don't want to ride my bike in the street. So I rode my bike on the sidewalk. I would rather accidentally hit a kid on my bike like a kid that's on the sidewalk with chalk. I'd rather hit. I don't I don't want to hit anybody, but I'd rather run over a kid than get hit by a Buick. Because if you're in the street, there's Buicks and Cadillacs and Chevrolets and Toyotas. So I'd rather because I could bunny hop over a kid, I suppose. Whatever. So I bought a bike. So increasing the number of bike lanes that we have in the city is a traffic calming measure as well because you're not supposed to drive in the bike lane, and some of the bike lanes are protected. And I don't want to get into cultural stuff. I think I did a a segment or two some time ago about African-Americans riding bikes. I didn't think that we rode bikes like that as African-American black people. I'm pretty familiar with some of the things that we do because we are people of incredible habit and culture. We're very specific in what we do and what we stick to. And I don't think that bike riding was a thing. It isn't really here, but in other parts of the country, it is very, very popular amongst African-Americans. And so I thought that the exacerbation, eh, wrong word, the increase of bike lanes through the black community was so that other people could bike through our neighborhood instead of those folks that live in the black community. But it's a traffic calming measure nonetheless. So the other part of the three E's of reducing reckless driving, and this is a public safety issue. It really is. A lot of people get hurt. A lot of people get killed. A lot of property damage. You all have probably seen your auto insurance rates go up over the last four or five years, even though you may not have any infractions on your driving record because it's expensive to insure vehicles where there are a lot of traffic infractions. You're going to have your regular fender benders and your occasional traffic accidents. Like that's kind of baked into the formula, the actuarial science of determining insurance rates. But the number of reckless drivers and stolen cars too and all of those things has just kind of elevated the base amount that even a good driver pays. So we really have to pay attention to the issue and whatever we can do to eliminate or at least reduce Reckless driving was something that a lot of residents, citizens, voters, and taxpayers were very focused on and very serious about. Well, the other part of this is enforcement. Just as recently as last week, someone wanted more police officers doing traffic enforcement. And what I say to that is maybe some of you should apply to the academy and become cops because I don't know if you know this. But there is a major shortage, a major, major shortage of police officers, not just here, but around the country. Since George Floyd, nah, nobody really wants to be a cop anymore. They just don't want to do it. You can't just kill black people and get away with it. It's not really that an attractive of a proposition anymore. So what would you rather have? Of the 
police officers that we have right now, and a bunch of them are on desk duty. Some of them, they're not out on the streets and doing all the patrollings and whatnot. So if we dedicate more officers to traffic enforcement, when you have a real emergency, it may take longer for an officer to respond if we are dedicating more police officers to traffic enforcement. Unless they can do double duty. I don't know how that works. So if you have a cop, he's just sitting there on the road with a speed gun. And if there's an emergency like a shooting or some major incident, can that police officer put the radar gun down and then go into, I'm going to catch this bad guy mode? I don't know how all that stuff works. But we do have a shortage of police officers, which is going to be a much bigger problem as time goes on because of the shared revenue bill, which was very poor legislation and poor negotiating skills on behalf of the city of Milwaukee. We have to have a minimum number of police officers or we're going to get fined. Did you guys know that? Yet if we don't have a certain number of cops, even if let's say crime goes down in Milwaukee, <laughs> but let, <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't say that with a straight face. If crime goes down in Milwaukee and we realize, Hey, we don't need to pay this many uniform officers anymore. It's too bad because we are now stuck, hampered by a state law that does not allow us as citizens and residents of Milwaukee to determine how many cops we need or how many cops we can afford. So we need more traffic enforcement, don't we? We want more people catching in the speeders. Well, there's a proposal that may do that. And I want to talk about it. Red light cameras. They are in use in other parts of the country. In fact, our very, very good friends to the south of us in Illinois, the S is silent in Illinois, by the way. They have red light cameras and they've got some information that says a couple of things of their use of red light cameras. It has reduced some, you know, the frequency of people running red lights. You guys know how it works. Somebody runs the light. It triggers the camera. You get a picture of the vehicle. You get a picture of the driver. They have a picture of the license plate. The individual who has registration of that vehicle gets a ticket sent in the mail. Now, you may not even be aware that you ran a red light. It might have looked close to you or it was a yellow light when you enter the intersection. I don't know how the algorithm is going to work before the camera is actually triggered and the photographs are taken of your face and your license plate and you're, you're mailed a ticket or the person who holds the registration of the vehicle gets mailed a ticket. I'm not sure how that's going to work. Currently red light cameras are illegal in the state of Wisconsin. So my question to you is this, if we are having difficulty hiring more police officers that we could specifically dedicate to traffic enforcement, because just last week someone said they wanted to see more Milwaukee police officers doing traffic enforcement. I don't I don't like it personally. I almost got caught speeding on Sunday without be yesterday. And I I don't ever say this, but I should have gotten a ticket. There's a stretch of highway. If you take Fonjalac Avenue, if you take Fonjalac north past 60th Street Past Hampton, it's, it turns into a freeway. You know what I mean? You know, you take, you know what I'm talking about. You take Fond du Lac. Well, I was going to Woodman's to do my grocery shop, grocery shopping. Okay, I've never seen 
traffic enforcement on the stretch of 145 and whatever exit that is where you get off on Woodman's. I don't know what it's it's past the Metro Avenue exit. You just keep going. You know what I'm talking about? I don't know what the exit is called. It's the Woodman's exit. But I've never seen a police officer on that road. If I admit to speeding, can I get a ticket? If I admit to driving triple digit speeds on a public highway, can I get in trouble? I'm not admitting to it. I'm just wondering if I can get in trouble with that. Anyways, I've gone very, very fast on that stretch of highway before because I never see any traffic enforcement on it. So I'm doing my thing. I'm on 145. We'll find a lack that it turns into 145. I'm on my way to Woodman's to get some goods, to get some foodstuffs. And I'm probably slightly exceeding the posted speed limit. I'm just minding my business. I'm listening to Jay-Z. It's fine. And first of all, it's 8 o'clock in the morning, too. Because when I go grocery shopping on a Sunday, I like to go when y'all are at church because the likelihood that Woodman smells like marijuana should be reduced. Wrong. Wrong. It smelled like weed at Woodman's at 8 o'clock in the morning in the parking lot and in the grocery store. Somebody's going to have to explain that to me. At 8 o'clock in the morning. Smoke your weed in your house. Unless marijuana is legal in that section of Menominee Falls where Woodman's is located, it clearly must be. So I'm on my way to Woodman's, 8 o'clock in the morning, and I see a brown, unmarked Chevrolet Suburban in the, uh, you know how you have those little median brakes in the highway where the police officers sit when they're clocking speeders? And by the time I saw him, it was way too late for me to slow down. And let's just say I would have given myself a ticket. In fact, I'm over here starting to pull over because I know he coming to get your boy. I know I'm getting pulled over. I wasn't even going to try to explain my way out of the ticket. I was just going to allow myself to get the ticket because they caught me slipping. Here's my saving grace. I'm headed north. The officer that was monitoring traffic speed was facing and was monitoring southbound traffic. So that is how I got very, 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 very lucky. But in the event that we are unable to have enough police officers in the city of Milwaukee dedicated to traffic enforcement to catch people running red lights or otherwise driving recklessly, Are you okay with speed cameras that are currently illegal in Wisconsin, meaning a state law would have to be passed in both the Assembly and the Senate, same bill, identical versions of the bill, in order to give that bill to the governor for his signature? How do you guys feel about red light cameras, and do you think it is a good tool in combating reckless driving in the city of Milwaukee? I'm going to give you some opposing viewpoints on the other side. You're listening to The Truth with Sherwin Hughes on 1017 FM. I'll be right back. Don't touch that dial. The Truth with Sherwin Hughes will be right back on 1017 The Truth. The Truth app at 1017thetruth.com. You are listening to The Truth with Sherwin Hughes on 1017 The Truth. The Truth app at 1017thetruth.com. Okay, so driver's ed ain't free. It's $150 for your student 
if you are a Milwaukee resident, it's $275 for a non-resident, and it's offered through MPS Recreation. That's not expensive. I don't think it is. My driver's ed 30 years ago was $200. And my parents wanted me to pay for it. That's ridiculous. I wasn't going to pay for that. $200. It was more than 30 years ago. How old am I? 48. 48, I'll be 49 next. Damn. I'm almost 50. It'll be you one day, Rhea. Don't you worry. 49 is a tough one. Because that's, that's old. Officially, like if I was a teenager and somebody told me that they were 49, my response would have been, ugh, get away from me. Ugh. $200, what year is this? 2024. We're almost a quarter century into the 21st century. Where did the time go? I took driver's ed when I was 15. So that was 33, almost 34 years ago. And it was $200. I went to the North Shore Driver's Ed Academy, which was on East Brown Deer Road in a strip mall called the Brown Port Shopping center. I don't even think the Brownport shopping center is even there anymore. So for a driver's ed to be $150 now for a city of Milwaukee residents, I think that that's reasonable because I know what y'all pay for stuff like tennis shoes and all sorts of other accessories. $150 for driver's education is probably highly subsidized, but certainly a good investment and not too incredibly expensive. So here's the other thing with the red light cameras. Some of you run red lights too. Now you wouldn't call yourself a reckless driver. You don't dip in and out of traffic. You don't, you know, drive in the parking lane. Well, a lot of times you can't drive in the parking lane because you got the bump outs right there. But most of you that are concerned about the issue of people driving all crazy, like you probably wouldn't consider yourself a reckless driver, but every now and again, and I hate to admit it, I hate to admit it, not often. It just depends on a bunch of factors. And I know I'm not supposed to do this, but sometimes I consider who's behind me. Because if there is a vehicle behind me in the city of Milwaukee, if I'm driving, if there's a vehicle behind me, Nine times out of 10, they are following too close. And so I'm proceeding through traffic and I see the traffic light and boom, it turns yellow. Sherwin got a decision to make. I got to look at how fast I am going. How much distance is there between me, my vehicle and this now yellow traffic light? Do I want to slam on my brakes and risk the person rear ending me? Then I got to call David Gruber and I only got to call David Gruber once. And sometimes I'm like, screw it. I'm just going to go through the light. Maybe I misjudged the distance and or my speed and how stale that yellow light was. Now the light is red. I'm in the middle of the intersection. I would get a ticket for that. Now, here's the thing about a ticket. You can go to court. It's still an inconvenience, but just because you get the ticket does not mean 
that you're going to pay all or any of the fine. But I just want y'all to know that if we have red light cameras in the city, because this is another part of the enforcement to curb reckless driving, which is certainly a public safety concern. Some of you all are going to get tickets. Here's the other thing. They have photographs of us, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sure that there's other places in society in which we are photographed, but I don't know what they are going to do with that data. Are they now going to use facial recognition software and apply the images that they get from these traffic cameras and use it to invade our privacy? It's been slow, but it's been very consistent. The lack of privacy that we have now, when you are in public, there is an expectation that you are not going to have any privacy. And here's the thing. You guys need to know this. If you are in public, you can be photographed by anybody. Somebody can walk up to you in public. I'm not kidding. You. It's not illegal to take your picture. They can do it in front of your face. They can do it from a distance. If you are in public, there is a diminished, if not eliminated expectation of privacy. So when these government entities or whoever is going to be monitoring and recording and keeping the images that they will have to take. And here's the thing. Are they only taking the images when the red light camera is triggered? You know, when somebody runs the light, you know what I mean? Or are they constantly going to be capturing images? I have my skepticism of artificial intelligence already. But if they are capturing images of us, where is that information going to go? But it's been over the last probably 20 years, 15 years, 10 years, certainly the last decade. There has been this intrusion of our privacy. Everyone has a camera. There are other private businesses have cameras. Some of you have doorbell cameras, ring cameras. There was even a program I was very much against it. The Milwaukee Police Department was giving out for free ring cameras. You guys know what the ring camera is? It's a doorbell camera. Somebody pushes the ding dong. And it's got a motion detector on it. So you actually get live video of who was at your door. Sometimes you can use the motion detect motion detection feature. And if you see if the motion detection feature is triggered, then you get to see an image of who that person is that trigger the motion detection. You actually can activate an intercom. You can be anywhere in the world. As long as you have internet access, you can interact with the person that's standing at your front door. That's in your front yard via the ring camera. And they're very useful in catching suspects and getting vehicle descriptions, et cetera, et cetera. When a bunch of people on a block have ring cameras all aimed toward the street, that's very useful information and evidence for the police to catch a bad guy or a bad girl. Okay. So there was a program some years ago where the police department would give ring cameras to residents for free. And the trade-off was cause they're not cheap. They're probably a couple hundred bucks, but the trade-off is the police get to monitor your camera. They're going to give you the camera for free. Might even install it for you, but they get constant access to your camera. The debate that I had was troubling because I'm a privacy person. I'm also a free speech person. The number of people that said they wanted to sign up for that program was way more than I would have anticipated. Why do you want the Milwaukee Police Department to know 
who is coming and going from your house. And they have access to this information 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Because I need you all to know something. On most streets in the city of Milwaukee, there's no crime happening. Sometimes it happens on some streets or in some neighborhoods or in some places. But it's not all of the time. The police would have all of the time monitoring of you coming and going, your children, your friends, your family, your company, anything that you have going on in front of your house. And I'm sorry, but I don't trust anybody that much let alone the police department, because what happens more often than not is you will be doing something illegal and you are going to get in trouble. But you are the one that says you wanted the free ring camera. I thought it was a very bad idea because now as we are, we're much more introverted. I got an article here. I don't know if I'm going to get to it that talks about like we are hanging out outside of the house with friends and with family like 30 percent less. And it's getting worse. We are more insular. We don't go out as much. We stay in the house more, even though staying in the house now is different than staying in the house in the 80s, because you're just as connected to people digitally and virtually staying in the house now, where in the 80s, all you had was a telephone. So we're at home all the time. Staying home, not doing stuff, not going out and living our best lives. We're, We're homebodies now. And you may have more entertaining at home. Maybe you have more people come to your house. But the people that are used to being at home that are more xenophobic, you're afraid of the outside world. Which we got to admit is a problem. If somebody rings your doorbell and you're not expecting anybody. Back in the day, do you remember when somebody rang a doorbell? You just answered the door. You didn't. It could have been your death on the other side of that door. We just answered it. Now, if somebody rings my doorbell and I'm not expecting anybody, I'm in a defensive posture. That's what I'm I'm like, uh-oh, that's a threat. That's not somebody coming to say hello or somebody coming to bring cookies or, hey, I'm your new neighbor. I just moved in. We take that as, as a threat now. And because we're so afraid of the outside world, which uh, there's a bunch of scary people out there, I suppose. We are now willing to trade our privacy for security. Thomas Jefferson warned of this better than 200 years ago. If you are willing to trade your privacy for security, you deserve neither. And this is where we are. So the police state that may have been a conspiracy many, many years ago, like this is it. This is it. And so I have a, abundant concerns about these red light cameras. From TMJ4, a dangerous practice all too often seen on Milwaukee roads, people driving through red lights. It is why Democratic Representative Lakeisha Myers has reintroduced a bill to allow red light cameras in Milwaukee. Right now, it is illegal to have red light cameras in the state. Under the proposed measure, it would allow Milwaukee to test up to 75 cameras and a five year pilot program. Here's the other thing. Those cameras will be in our neighborhood. Now they're going to say, oh, this is where the majority of the reckless driving is. But I guarantee you if they have images on cameras in our neighborhood, they're going to use those images for other things. This is going to be a very slow, insidious way to infringe on our privacy. I'm going to take a break, come back, read some comments and some text messages at 833-212-1017, 833-212-1017. And I'll check in with our friends on the YouTube. Oh, if you haven't already. Go to YouTube.com or open up your YouTube app from your smartphone or mobile device. Search 1017 The Truth, subscribe, and then you will be able to view 
live video of our radio programs across our lineup. The Truth with Sherwin Hughes will be right back. The Truth with Sherwin Hughes returns after this on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. More of The Truth with Sherwin Hughes is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. I think red light cameras are an invasion of our privacy because I don't know what they're going to do with the images. And it's also a moneymaker. Illinois has received a billion dollars in revenue from tickets. So maybe that's the motivating factor as to why Lakeisha Myers is reinvigorating the proposal to install red light cameras also probably should find out why they are illegal. You wouldn't think that they would be illegal. You would think that, Oh, no one has done it. They're just not in use. No one has climbed on top of the traffic lights and installed all of the software and all of the cameras. It is illegal to have red light cameras. And I want to know why LT says normally on 145 northbound, you can do 268 miles an hour. And nobody is going to stop you. Honestly, any crime stopping measures in the city of Milwaukee, black people are going to be against them. Red light cameras, bump outs, increased traffic control. Nope, 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 nope. The reason being more of the people that we know are going to go to jail. I don't like these sweeping measures where everyone now is looked at as suspect or a criminal. Let me give you an example. I ain't never crashed a plane into a building a day in my life. I ain't never bought, brought a box cutter on a plane and hijacked a plane. I have never even thought about it. When I get on a plane, I want to get to my destination in one piece. I also want the plane to be in one piece. 20 dudes hijacked. How many planes it was? Three? No. Four. One of them crashed. Even though when that plane crashed, the wreckage wasn't even a plane crash. FYI. Shanksville, Pennsylvania. One of them hit the Pentagon. Big hole in the Pentagon. Huge hole. There's a hole because that's where the nose of the plane hit the side of a concrete building. You guys know that the noses of planes are made out of plastic. You know that the wings are made out of aluminum. But it was the plastic nose that made the hole in the Pentagon's concrete side, but the metal wings did not. And then you had two planes that hit the north and the south tower, and then they fell on a controlled demolition. So I've never done that before. Okay, I've done a lot of things. Can I, I'll admit something. I'm not going to tell you which ones, but in my lifetime, I may have, I may have broken a law before. I may have, but I've never hijacked a plane and even let's say i did hijack the plane okay i don't know what you say get on the ground or everybody stay in your seats i'm about to hijack this plane don't you try to stop me i point my finger at everybody i'm hijacking this plane and you better not say otherwise or whatever you say i don't know how to fly it so once i have it hijacked i don't know how to operate the plane 
But what I'm telling you is I've never done that before. I've broken other laws before. Long, long, long time ago. Long, not recently. I don't break laws anymore because I'm a responsible citizen and I'm law-abiding. I am. I abide by the laws. But why do I got to go through a metal detector? Why do I got to take my shoes off at the airport? Why do I have to be treated like, and then they got the body scanners. You know, they had to change the body scanners. Y'all know that they used to see you naked. The early body scanners, when we created the TSA and you had to walk through the body scanner, they, now here's what they said. The person that, that okay, here's how it worked. So when you go to the body scanner, there's a person standing right there. That person that's standing there cannot see the scanned image. There's someone somewhere else who's looking at the images, but they don't see you, the person. They only see the image. And so they thought that that was protecting our privacy. But the way the machine works is it looks underneath your clothes. And you could actually see if you go on the Internet, they would actually they showed pictures of what the person who was watching the body scanner footage saw. And you could see people's genitalia. Because the whatever they use, the x-rays, whatever, could see through human clothing. So now what they do, they've changed the image. Now it's just like a cartoon image of a person, but they actually used to show you naked. So whenever you got on a plane, those first years of the TSA, they saw you butt naked. I have never hijacked a plane and crashed him into any buildings. This is why I don't like these kinds of sweeping security measures. If one person does something, or in this case, 20 people do something, 20 million people now have to abide by it. That's what I don't like. You got a bunch of people that routinely run red lights. Now they're going to put red light cameras. Well, it has to pass, and I don't think that it will. They're going to put these cameras, 75 of them, for five years, probably in our neighborhoods and our communities, photographing people and doing God knows what with our information and our data. And most of us are not going to run red lights. Just when we hear that the red light cameras are going to get installed, I think that's going to compel most of us to be a little bit more cautious when we're driving because nobody wants to get a ticket. I've never met a human being in my life that's excited to get a ticket. Even if the ticket is $5, it is offensive to get a ticket. And I also don't like the people that make up the rules and have the authority then coming up with the measures that are supposed to be for everyone's safety and security because they have bias, too, because they look at all of us like criminals. When you go to the airport and it's just something that you got to deal with, you got to deal with, you got to take off your shoes, you got to get your body scanned. So did I ever tell you the story about how the one time I refused the body scan? Because when I was made aware that they could see us naked, I was like, I don't want to do it. And you can legally refuse the body scan, but then they give you a pat down. You guys familiar with this? I'm a man. Cisgender, heterosexual, biological man. Okay. When I, where was I flying to? I think I was flying to Minneapolis and I refused the body scan. I said, no, I don't want I'm not doing it. They're like, are you sure? I said, absolutely. I don't want to do the body scan. Okay. Step over here and wait. A very large white man, a very thick mustache puts on these blue gloves and proceeds to fondle 
and molest me in such a way that I thought by the end of it, I was like, well, I thought me and him, we go together now. I was like, so what you trying to, what you trying to do tonight? You trying to, am I coming over to your spot? What's, what's going to happen? It was, and they, and I think it was so invasive and it was in public too. So everybody else is going through the body scanner. They're walking past me and I'm, he's wearing these blue gloves and he's rubbing me and squeezing me. I'm not kidding you. He's rubbing me and squeezing me, my arms, my legs, my crotch area, my buttocks. And I don't got a lot of, I don't got a lot of ass. I don't, I don't have much ass. I got a little ass. My ass is like two fists. I don't care. <laughs> and when I run it, go like this. I don't have a lot of ass. He's just grabbing and squeezing. And then he takes the back of his gloves and rubs them all over my body. I, I thought this was very unorthodox, but I think that they do it that way so that you are made to feel so embarrassed and so uncomfortable because it's happening in public. It's not in private. So that you don't refuse the scan again, which is coercion. But apparently what they do, that's why they rub the gloves all over you. They take the gloves off. They remove the blue gloves very, very carefully. And then they test the gloves for traces of explosives. I did not know that. But when you walk through the scanner, the scanner can't test or detect for traces of explosives. So people that refuse the scanner get extra treatment. Like, absolutely, you're going to be, they're going to consider you a terrorist. And I just didn't want my privacy violated. Because when they take the images of people walking through the scanner, you don't know what they do with those images either. And I'll tell you this much, they certainly ended up on the Internet. And of the images that were posted, because I knew nothing about this until I read articles saying, hey, you should be cautious about these scanners that they are installing in airports all across the country because they're photographing you naked. Ladies, especially you, they can see your kibbles and your bits. With men, it's just it's just mostly schlong that they see, but with women, it's they can see more things. LT says the Brownport Shopping Center is now called River Point, and it's still there. There's the Benji's Delicatessen, and it's delicious. Besides the corned beef and pastramacy, get the Huffle Puffle for breakfast. It will change your life. You know what? It's a it's a breakfast restaurant on Silver Spring, like thirty something in Silver Spring, but I think they call it something different. It's got like eggs and cheese and sausage in it. A huffle puffle is what we used to call it. Joseph says, when the sister pretended to be kidnapped, I believe they checked streetlight cameras to see where she was or had been. Oh, Damien says, good morning. Damien, we got to talk to you, Damien. The lady, Vanessa's niece, because I had to send the pictures to your pictures, Damien. To Vanessa's, nah, her name is Vanessa. Damon, did you ever meet the woman we were trying to hook you up with? Let me take a break, come back, and figure out my life. The Truth with Sherwin Hughes will be right back. Don't touch that dial. The Truth with Sherwin Hughes will be right back on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is The Truth with Sherwin Hughes on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. It was Benjamin Franklin, not Thomas Jefferson. And he said those who would give up essential liberty to purchase a little temporary safety deserve neither. I don't like because y'all do stupid stuff. Now I got to do stuff differently. One of y'all hijacks a plane. Now I got to walk through a body scanner 
and get fondled by a white dude named Bert. He looked like his name was Bert. So I don't like these these sweeping measures, and we can't just lay down for increased security. We got to be more creative than that. The Angel said African-American inventor Marie Van Britton Brown contributed to a safer society with her invention of the first home security system. Her invention was the first closed circuit television security system like the ring camera and paved the way for the modern home security system today. I actually, I knew that, but it, not the ring camera. That was a couple of white boys that was on um, Shark Tank. My ring camera is, I'll be honest with y'all, I can watch my neighbors. In fact, where one of my cameras is angled, I can see who's coming and going on half of my block. Now, yes, of course, it serves my needs. I can see what is going on when I'm not at home, when I'm out of town. My cameras have intercoms on them. One of them even has a recorded message. It lets people know, hey, you're being recorded. But I, I use it more often to see what is going on on my street. I can see everybody that's coming and going and I can record anything that is happening on half of my block because of the angle of one of my cameras. And so this is where it gets kind of dicey. So technically we have the right to privacy inside our homes. And I would argue that a, but that your home is like a, it's a fortress. So anything that happens obviously inside your home, but in my opinion on your property is also private. Even though other people can see it, it still is in the realm of your privacy. Ring cameras take that away. I can see everything that is happening on my block in real time, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And here's the other thing. I get audio. I can hear what people are saying. You know, in the city, our houses are very close together. Oh, I have, I'm not even going to lie to y'all. I'm not lying. I got neighbors that like to sit on a porch and talk. And I sometimes listen. I want to know what we're talking about. Right? I see him outside. Uh oh, let me turn the camera. Let's see what we're discussing today. That doesn't necessarily make anybody safer. It aids in my nosiness. Um, LT says, come on, man. Last week's sports brief on a Monday where Damian Lillard was the all-star MVP get it together. I don't control that, LT. LT, you need to listen a little less intently. All right, what's the YouTube people saying? Good morning, Nixon. Legend Killer says, good morning. Well, now you have to pay for driver's education, and most don't have the money. It's about $350. It's actually $150 for residents and $275 for non-Milwaukee residents through MPS Rec. Zuri says my sweater is cute. That's because I should have been in New York Fashion Week. I'm a fashion person. Why are you shaking your head, Rhea? I'm very fashionable. I wear very fashionable things. I'm very high fashion. I should be a clothing designer, except I'm not gay. What else we got? Creation Muse says trolling. Sherwin too old to run to be breaking laws nowadays. Most of us are. The one law that I probably broken, if I would have broken a law in my life, I won't admit to it, it might be exceeding the posted speed limit. That might be one I could potentially 
if I've ever broken a law, that one might be it. Also, I got a question. What is the fastest you've ever traveled in a car, like miles per hour? Rhea, what is the fastest that you have either been a driver or a passenger of a car, like 90 miles an hour? I mean, 90, 95, okay. 90. I don't know if I want to tell y'all mine. Is it over a hundred? Oh God. Oh Jesus Lord. Yes. In my dad's Monte Carlo, when I was 17, I went 115 miles an hour down tower Avenue and then, Oh, I got to take a break. The truth was sure when he was, will be back for hour two.